define your own values um, within yourself, you can implement that in your business. And then everybody else um, is either going to be attracted to that, who are going to be like-minded people, who are the people that you want on your side. And then anyone who doesn't resonate with you is not for you and they're not meant to be your customer. So I always tell businesses, um, it starts from authenticity. It starts from what your values are. And if you are acting within those things and you're just going to attract people who are like-minded and want to do business with you and support you. The following is brought to you by Thrive, the end-to-end client experience platform that helps you get the job, manage the job, and get credit. Hey, hey, this is Gordon Henry at Winning on Main Street. And this week we get to meet Rebecca Hamilton, who calls her million dollar bakery business Chick Boss Cake, and who has a lot to say about building a business and overcoming adversity. Welcome, Rebecca. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to have uh, to be here on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm super excited to have you as well, because you have I'd say a pretty amazing story that I think will resonate with a lot of people who are looking to build businesses and also build their brand, uh, which you've done a fantastic job of. So let's get into it. How did you decide to launch Chick Boss Cake? Yeah, so basically I started this bakery business uh, like most businesses start just as a hobby. I didn't take it seriously at all. I just did it out of my tiny apartment kitchen and eventually word spread. And I realized that I just fell in love with dessert and making cake. Um, I always grew up baking with my Oma in her tiny trailer kitchen. And so I, I definitely had a love for it growing up. Um, especially for eating dessert specifically. Um, so I just, I, it was a creative outlet for me and um, it just took off from there, basically from word of mouth in my community. Yeah, great. So what makes Chick Boss Cake unique as a business? You're not the only bakery in town, but you're unique, right? Yes, absolutely. So I love this question so much because Uh, Our slogan that we have is it's not about the cake um, because a lot of our customers love our cake. They say like we have the best cake in town. And for us, though, um, our like myself and my husband who run the company together and our employees, it's so much more than cake for us. It's more about the experience and creating memories with families and uh, bringing people together is ultimately our goal in life. Um, and the cake and the dessert just happens to be the, the way that we do that, the way that we create the experience and bring people together is just through the cake. Um, but we are so, so much more than just cake. So, yeah. So I noticed on your uh, website, you have a slogan, you say, we'll do whatever it takes to make you happy. It's a piece of cake. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, uh, a lot of emphasis when you get to any of your website, blogs, books, any of that stuff. And it, it seems a lot to be about having, having fun and happiness. And it's much more than just a bakery. So how did you kind of arrive at that brand? How did you, how did you develop that whole idea? So it's been a work in progress, um, a lot of trial and error. I didn't go to school for baking or business. I didn't go to school. I, actually, I dropped out of high school when I was 16. So mm. I'm not educated formally at all. I 
I just say that I'm self-educated, which in my opinion is the best way to go. Um, and so it's been a lot of trial and error, seeing what works and honestly, just infusing my passion and my personality into the brand, um, which really makes it authentic and it makes it easy for me to show up as myself. And I think that that's how you really attract the best customers, the best staff, the best everything, because if you define your own values um, within yourself, you can implement that in your business. And then everybody else um, is either going to be attracted to that, who are going to be like-minded people, who are the people that you want on your side. And then anyone who doesn't resonate with you is not for you and they're not meant to be your customer. So I always tell businesses, um, it starts from authenticity. It starts from what your values are. And if you are acting within those things and you're just going to attract people who are like-minded and want to do business with you and support you. Yeah. So I think that's a great lesson for everybody who's listening, because one of our favorite, I guess, themes is this whole idea of customer experience, because it's much more than just delivering the service or product that you deliver, because, you know, there's lots of good plumbers out there, lots of good electricians, and probably lots of good bakeries. Um, but those that are memorable that become something more or that customers come back to are those that obviously deliver a great product, but also deliver a great experience. I want to talk to you a little bit more about the experience piece and specifically about technology, because, you know, our program, we actually focus on the use of technology in service businesses and you're more of a product business, but you use technology a lot. And I was wondering if you could talk about it in terms of like uh, your website, you have a great website, you have chat on your website. I mean, who would normally think chat on a bakery website? Uh, you have online ordering powered by Shopify. You have little updates on your site saying who just bought something in the store, which I think is fantastic. You know, you know, Susie just bought a cupcake or something. I mean, it's, and it keeps scrolling, it's very cool. Um, and then you have this amazing online ordering system. And I was just blown away by the amount of products you have in your stores. I mean, there's donuts and cupcakes and cheesecakes and, 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 and multiple varieties of each one. You must have hundreds of SKUs. How do, you, how do you use technology to kind of keep that all going? Yeah, so technology plays a huge role in our business and, and in the success of our business too, because you can automate things, you make things more efficient and you make them more organized. And ultimately, um, our goal, like you said, as a bakery, no bakeries in our area use technology the way that we do. And I think that that's why we've been able to be so successful. And ultimately, I think any business's goal should be to make the customer experience like as easy and seamless as possible. And that does mean integrating technology into it, no matter what business you're in. And honestly, we've, we've put technology at the forefront of our business since we, we started it about 10, 10 years ago or so. Um, and we've evolved and added things and changed things. I built the entire website um, on Shopify myself, and I'm not even a tech person. Like I said, I dropped out of school. So I just, I, I'm a hands-on learner. I like to figure stuff out. And um, for me, I love organization. I love, like you said, the little pop-up that says Susie bought, like social proof, seeing that other people are buying our products and what uh, in other areas and stuff like that is so, so important. 
important. And mm. also we, um, we offer next day delivery. So we're trying to do, you know, look at the big guys, what Amazon does, they offer next day delivery. Well, we want to do that with our dessert. So we deliver within a two hour radius of all of our store locations and we offer it next day delivery, which our customers are always shocked by that we can come up with this beautiful cake for the next day for them. Um, but that's all part of the experience process. And honestly, if we did not have the technology implemented in our business before COVID happened, we would have been in a really bad spot. It's really what pulled us through COVID um, because we didn't have to set up a website. We already had it. We already had a delivery system, mind you, not as extensive as how we um, grew it during COVID, mm -hmm. but a lot of businesses that did not have technology in their business to service their customers, they're the ones that went out of business due to COVID. So it's helped us so much. Yeah, super impressive. And, and wow, you just, you covered a lot of ground because obviously COVID was a big deal for a lot of businesses. And as you said, having that remote delivery or contactless payment or curbside pickup, all those kinds of things, you know, for many was, was sort of the lifeline. What about the, the piece around the, uh, you know, I call them SKUs, you know, the stock keeping units, like you have so many different baked products, the cakes, the donuts, the cookies, all these different things. And you have multiple varieties of that. Like I said, I think I saw seven different types of cheesecake. Uh, I mean, you must have hundreds of different units. What's your system for making sure you have the right products in stock and that you can make things in such a rapid time and get them on the truck? How, how do you do all that? Yeah, that's such a great question. And that is just all about our process and having it streamlined. Um, so basically what we do is we have a lot of base products. So we have our cheesecakes, for example, are all the same base of cheesecake and we add the flavorings on top of them and stuff like that. Like we add donuts and all kinds of candy and fun stuff on top of them. So we have the same base for all of our recipes, which makes it really, really easy for us to um, really focus on the decoration part of it, uh, which is what really makes our products stand out um, from other bakeries. We're really colorful and over the top and bold, which is my personality. So um, that's what we do. We have base, uh, base products, like even our cake, like our chocolate cake recipe. It's the same recipe for our cupcakes as it is for our cakes. And we don't mess around with the flavor of the actual cake. We actually infuse the flavor into our icing, which makes it so easy because we can do a lot of different flavors from just a chocolate cake. You can do chocolate mint, chocolate peanut butter, all because they have the same base. So mm. we always think of it in terms of efficiency. Um, and then our staff have a certain KPI like time that they have to do the cake within so that we make sure that we're on schedule and we do like hundreds of cakes uh, a week, every week. So um, mm. organization and efficiency is what really allows you to um, get your sales where they need to be and create a profit in your business. From a computer system management uh, 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 point of view, I was wondering, do you have a like a CRM system that tells you uh, all of your customer names and what they bought? Do you, do you have that information? So if I said to you, you know, I'm looking on your website and I see Susie just bought a, a cheesecake. Can you look up Susie in your system and find all the products she's bought to you? Do you, do you have that? 
Yeah. So Shopify does a really good job at integrating the CRM uh, into its platform. So it, um, it does, I would, in my opinion, it does have some limitations to it for sure, but that's kind of what we use right now for our CRM is uh, Shopify. It organizes it because all of our sales go through Shopify, even our um, in-store sales go through it. So it's all in the one place, which is really helpful. And it, again, it organizes it and you can see like connecting the customers to their email or to whatever chats they have going on and stuff. I think that's really important for um, other businesses to, to implement in their business as well. Okay. And do you use that for any kind of marketing purposes? Like, do you send out emails, texts, any kind of reminders to people, Hey, come back in. We just put, you know, we have a great new cake or something like that. Do you have, uh, do, do you use marketing to your existing customer base? Yeah. So we, um, I marketing is my jam. I love marketing so much. So we use, um, we use MailChimp for our email marketing. And then we do a lot of our, uh, retargeting on social media, um, ads and stuff like that based on a pixel of people who hit our website. And then it shows them on social media, um, like, Hey, you didn't buy your cake. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, it, and it's, it works out really well because a lot of our customers are the age where, you know, they're really into social media and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Now, do you do all that yourself or do you have somebody on the team now who's focused mostly on managing the technology? Um, so that is pretty much just my husband and I, uh, mm. he, he's mostly the one who does like the management of the staff, which is its own skill in and of itself. And I'm more of the introvert kind of behind the scenes, like creative. That's why I love the, the website design and stuff like that. Even though I don't like really know how to do it, I figure it out. And I, I like having the control of, you know, putting things where I want them and stuff like that. So I, I'm a very hands-on learner. Yeah, I, I got I to gotta stop you on the introvert thing. That is the funniest thing because you have, if you don't mind me saying, blue hair, you're on yeah. podcasts, you're on blogs, <laughs> you wrote a book, you do public speaking, but you're an introvert. introvert. Yeah. What, what am I missing? How does that all go together? It's so funny. Everyone always says that. And, and it's hilarious because I, I, I love people so much, but I definitely need a significant amount of downtime. Um, that's how I know if I get drained around people and big events and stuff like that, which I do, I still love doing them. I'll still do them for sure. Um, but it's really important for me to manage my energy and where I spend my time and make sure that I'm doing the things that fill me up and fill my soul and stuff like that. So that's how I, I, I kind of balance that, but I appreciate it. A lot of people are, a lot of people, I think misunderstand introverts to a certain extent. Like I think some of the best uh, keynote speakers that I've seen, you know, they identify themselves as introverts. And I I find that really inspiring because, um, you know, when I was younger, I struggled a lot with public speaking or, you know, putting myself out there and stuff like that. And uh, it's, it's, it's in watching other people push their boundaries and getting uncomfortable and stuff like that, that has really helped me to be able to kind of get out of my shell. And honestly, in terms of the blue hair, I had, I had colorful hair before I even like got into this. And then now everybody's like, well, you're so bold and you're so colorful. I'm like, well, that's just actually who I am. I'm pretty sure blue is my natural hair color by now. (laughs) That's great. Very funny. So I uh, just want to ask you a little bit more about the business model because our audience are people who are looking to build their businesses. So you have three locations now, three physical stores in addition to the website. 
Um, and those are, uh, for those listening, are in the Toronto suburbs, of, uh, I guess, London, Ontario, and then two nearby. Uh, so just outside Toronto, three stores. Um, what's about the revenues per store? And you have three of them now. I guess you started with one, then the other, then the other. Does it take a while? Does it take a while to see them ramp over time? Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the model? Yeah, so our model um, is basically, we're actually working on our fourth store location too, which we're really excited about. Um, so basically our model is our, our overall revenue is 1.3 million in sales, which I'm really proud of because that's a lot of cake <laughs> when you mm -hmm. break it down in terms of cake. And so the, the revenue per store, it really depends on what kind of uh, city you're in, like what their average income is and stuff like that. Like we're in a smaller town, St. Thomas, um, kind of a lower income area. And so that store, it doesn't necessarily do as well as our other store which actually has a very similar population of people but just because they have more like jobs and like opportunities and stuff like that in that city that store tends to do a lot better um but you have to just take into account the the kinds of people that are living there and stuff like that and also our our overall approach is that we want to get to that market before we open a store there so we want to create fans and customers and stuff like that through our online store and through our delivery model before we actually open up shop there. And we've done that with all of our store locations. And that's what's really created it to be um, super successful because by the time we open a store there on opening day, we always have a huge lineup down the street. Our customer and our fans are super excited that we're actually opening a store there because they've been ordering for like, you know, the last year because we offer delivery there. So we make sure it's really easy for our customers to get our product. And we always make sure that we're hitting that market um, at least a year before we actually get there. And that's just been our approach. And that's really what's helped us and what's really worked for us really well. So, mm. and I mean, that's very impressive and congratulations. You said you, you, you run the, you run the business, well, three locations, almost four now with your husband and you had no quote, you know, formal education. So did your learning about the business side of the business, um, the numbers, did you just learn that all? by doing it, was there anything that helped you along the way to get better in terms of the business side of the business? Yeah, that's a really great question too. Um, so I would say because I, I'm just the type of person who I want to figure everything out. I love learning. I read so many books. I listen to so many podcasts. I go to business conferences. Like I put myself into situations where I'm learning from what other people are doing. I'm watching YouTube videos. There's a lot of free content out there where you can get that information from and a lot of paid content that's really valuable too. And um, I think that, you know, in terms of education, it, you know, I didn't go the traditional route. I didn't, I dropped out of high school. I didn't go to college. Um, and honestly, I'm glad that I didn't because I probably would have gone for something that I wouldn't be interested in now. So mm -hmm. I really put an emphasis on what I love to do and what I'm interested in. And I go and find out the information. There's so much information. And if you, if people just sit there and be like, well, I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to school. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to, I'm like, 
go figure it out. Like if I can figure it out, anyone can figure it out. You know what I mean? So, um, I'm really, uh, I do have a podcast too, and I'm really heavy on the, the calling people out on their excuses on it because, like excuses are not going to get you anywhere. And if you feel like you're struggling, it's probably because you're making an excuse for something. So, um, you can find anything out. There's lots of courses online and I'm always, always learning. So I think that's the key. Yeah, that's, that's a great message. Um, you call the business chick boss cake. So that's sort of interesting. Uh, why did you call it chick boss cake? Yeah, so uh, my first love for cake decorating basically came from watching the show Cake Boss. Um, <laughs> I remember so, that. Yeah, I loved that show so much. And I was so blown away by what they were doing with cake. And I had never seen anything like that before. And so, and it was basically, it was way before I even started my business. Um, and I just was so like blown away. I'm like, I think I could maybe do that. Cause I'm a really creative person and I love art and stuff. So I just tried it. I, I basically learned how to cake decorate from watching the show. Cause I never had any formal training in that either. And so it's basically chick boss cake. My husband says I'm the female version of cake boss. And, uh, I wouldn't say I'm that good, but I, I can definitely decorate a cake. So <laughs> Great, great story. Well, we're just going to take a quick 30-second break. Uh, we'll be back in just, just 30 seconds. Don't go away with more from Rebecca Hamilton. What if getting small business insurance could be easy? Coterie Insurance, that's C-O-T-E-R-I-E, Coterie Insurance, connects small businesses with insurance agents to provide expert advice and simplified coverages. Get a quote, get covered, and go back to building your business with Coterie Insurance. That's C-O-T-E-R-I-E, Coterie Insurance. Go to agents.coterieinsurance.com today. Small business insurance simplified, Coterie Insurance. And we're back with Rebecca Hamilton, the chick boss cake. And it's uh, just an awesome story about how she uh, dropped out of high school and created this uh, little mini empire up there outside Toronto in, of, the, of the bakery business. So you run the business with your husband, Chad. Uh, what's it like running the business with your husband, you know, kind of a family enterprise there? Yeah. Love that question. <laughs> I get that one all the time. It's so good. Um, I, I think it's really important, uh, when you're, if you're going to be working with your spouse, like that can go wrong in so many ways, but the reason why it works for Chad and I is because we are, we have very different personalities. He is very, uh, people person, extroverted, loves managing, loves the customers and stuff like that. And I'm the introverted one. I like doing the creative stuff. I like doing the marketing behind the scenes and everything. So having a good balance of opposites, because you do need both of those skill sets um, in a business. They're so important. Um, and also just having respect for each other, like even just if you don't run a business together, but if you're trying to like have a good relationship with your partner, um, having just respect for each other, being nice to each other, saying thank you, like it goes a long way. And I think a lot of people uh, lose sight, sight of that as they, as they grow together and they kind of get complacent and stuff like that. And for Chad and I, we just, we just get along, honestly, like we, we, it, we make it easy on each other. And I think because we're both really into self-development, we're always both working on our, our strengths and our weaknesses together. And I think that helps so much. I, I don't know if, if, if I was on the self-development journey, trying to be a better person and he wasn't like, that would be really hard. So. 
Yeah. Well, congratulations. That's a lot to a lot to make work. Um, I was wondering beyond Chad about how you look at managing people and hiring people in particular. You know, it's, it's, it's so hard to run a small business in so many different ways. And one of the reasons it's hard is hiring people and managing people. And especially nowadays when, at least down here in the US, it's hard to find good people. Um, do you have any special formula or thoughts about how you go about hiring? Yeah, that's... Um... That's definitely the weakness uh, of any small business, any business, really. I mean, uh, this is the reason why a lot of business owners like will hire staff and they'll be like, I can't handle it. And then they'll just go back to being like themselves. So it's called being a solo entrepreneur. They don't have staff. So how we find good people. Um, and, and it was, again, it was a learning curve. It was really hard. I would say that the staff and the people part of it is probably one of the hardest, um, most challenging parts of growing and scaling a business. And so for us, it's really important for us to find people who match our values of integrity, kindness, gratitude, um, just trying to find really nice, genuine people is really important. Um, and so if we are exuding that on social media and our marketing and people kind of get to know us for that, then naturally we're going to attract more like-minded people. Um, another really important thing is too, um, a lot of businesses, especially small businesses, they don't have their processes figured out. They hire people and then people come in. They don't really know what job they're supposed to do. They don't have the expectations. They don't know how to do a good job and they don't know when they're doing a bad job. So making really clear processes and setting them up for success is going to be the key to keeping happy employees. Um, and I, I can't stress that enough. That's like, that would be the most important thing because if they don't know what they're supposed to do to succeed, they're not going to come up with that on their own. They need you as the leader to tell them. And I would also say lastly, that accountability is really important. You always want to, um, let them know when they're doing a good job, but also let them know when they need improvement too, which can also be a really big weakness for business owners because they don't want to be mean or, you know, they don't want them to quit or whatever, but you have to have both. Um, and it was in a, a book by Gary V that I read recently. I can't remember the name of the book, but he talks about kind candor. And mm. I love this book so much because he talks about how being kind is so important, but actually more important to that is the constructive criticism as well. Mm. Yeah, excellent points. Uh, you mentioned the, uh, the processes. And I think that, again, that's such an area of importance for any business and small businesses, I think, are generally um, you know, could do a better job that they don't really clearly delineate for employees. Here's what you're supposed to do from, you know, the way you come in, in the morning, the way you're expected to show up, so on and so forth. Um, how do you actually do it? Like, do you have a manual you, that you hand people? Do you put them through a class? Do you have it written down on a web page? Like, like what's the process for telling them about the process? Yeah, great question. And I would say like the processes is like the most boring, like crappy part for sure, especially for any entrepreneur, they didn't get into their business to like, because they were so passionate about processes, like nobody is. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's really important to have it all documented. And um, also your onboarding and training of the staff, like that's your time to really get it down and um, give them the stuff to take home, give it 
to them to read, but also make sure in the first uh, two to three months that, that you have a new employee there, that you are holding them accountable to every single thing in your policies. If that means they have to show up, you know, five minutes early, then you have to be monitoring that. And, you know, it is a little bit extra work. Um, managing employees than what you're used to being in the business and just doing things that you know needs to get done. Um, but you can't grow and scale without employees. So yes, it's like two steps forward or backward to get, you know what I mean? Um, and so it's really important to have it all documented and make sure everybody has a clear understanding and make sure you have a really comfortable um, work environment for them to be able to ask questions um, and reward them for things that they're doing well. Hmm. Do you have a particular type of person you like to hire? Do you look for you, for example, like a young you? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely not. Um, so actually, we within the last year, we really got into the um, the disc testing that that companies use for it's like a per, it's kind of like a personality test. Mm. And so our ideal um, frontline employees are the green is what's called the green employees. They're just really easygoing. They want to do a good job. They're really nice, kind, down to earth people. Um, pretty flexible and they just, they just want to come to work and do a good job. Whereas my personality was a red, it was a red, it was a dominant one and uh, analytical mindset, right? So if you have too many of those personalities, especially in frontline roles, they really want to change things. They want to disrupt everything, um, which is great for like management roles, I would say but not necessarily um, like frontline employees. So I think if you, if you get into any of these behavioral tests, I really love the DISC test. Um, the, the Enneagram one is also really good too, but just having a really good understanding of your own personality and um, what your ideal personality is for your employees, whether that's hiring frontline people or a management leadership team or specific roles like tech and uh, HR and stuff like that. You really want to know the type of personality that you're looking for so that you can set them up for success too. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier um, about uh, some of the marketing. You love marketing and some of the marketing you've done. You, you wrote the book. You got a blog. You got a podcast. Uh, uh, you know, we talked about the website. Um, why do you do all that? Is that all in uh, an effort to promote the stores and get more sales? Or is it more of a you want to teach other people to follow in your footsteps, become entrepreneurs, start their own thing? Yeah, I think it's actually evolved a lot over time. I think in the beginning, it was to kind of promote our stores and our products and stuff like that. And um, for me personally, I'm always growing and developing. And so my goals are always changing as I achieve them. I need to set new goals. I'm just not somebody who can just sit there and be like, oh, cool. My stores are doing great. But like, I am really passionate about helping other small businesses um, learn and grow and uh, be able to get their business to over a million in sales too. Um, and so that's why I started my um, other brand, Rebecca Hamilton Co., which really has everything to do with my podcast and my book and stuff and really educating um, other people more so than educating them, but like inspiring them to know that 
um, yeah, you, it, your past doesn't define you. You can take charge of your life and you can create this amazing, beautiful life. If you're willing to, uh, hold yourself accountable, not use excuses and really just go for it. Um, and, and that's really like, I needed to prove to myself that I could do that before I showed other people that it was possible. Um, and now I'm really passionate about showing people that yes, you can be successful. It doesn't matter about your industry. I never in a million years would have thought that a bakery could be even remotely successful at all, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, it doesn't really matter about your industry. It's more so the person who is running it are you passionate? Do you have the energy um, to do it? And that's all it really takes. Hmm. Well, it's clear you have the passion and you have a lot of uh, uh, energy to grow this incredible, uh, I, I said empire before, it's not too much of a stretch, really. Um, what's next for Chick Boss Cake and what's next for Rebecca Hamilton? You did mention a fourth store. I, I'm sure the ambitions must go, must go beyond that. Yeah, so we are in the works for our fourth, fourth store location. Um, and something this year that I've been really passionate about and working on is doing keynote speaking. So I've been really loved, loved doing that. Um, I have one coming up at the end of this month that I'm really excited about. And I'm actually really excited. I, I know that you guys um, in the States, like your mandates and stuff have been lifted for a long time, but in Canada, it's been so strict. And so just now we're starting to get rid of the masks and, and be able to have like large gatherings and stuff. So I'm really excited to be able to go in front of actual live people <laughs> and right. talk and stuff. So, so that's, what's going on. I honestly, I loved writing my book too. Like I, I really love writing, so I would love to write another book as well. Um, I think my next topic for my book is going to be all about customer experience because I don't know about you, but I like when I'm out in the world, I just, I see all of the worst customer experience and like, it's, <laughs> it's the most crucial thing to every business's success is the customer experience. And honestly, it's like, like we were talking about earlier, it's what sets you apart. Like you said, you could have like five different plumbers in an area, but the one with the most customer experience, like the best customer experience is the one that people are going to be talking about and referring to people. And, you know, that's, that's really the key to, to growth and longevity for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, this has been a treat talking to you. It's just a, a, a very inspiring story in so many ways. Uh, I'm sure people who are listening may be interested in getting in touch with you, whether it's to find out more about your stores or the books or, or any of those things that you're doing. Um, how should people get in touch with you or find out, find you if that's what they want to do? Absolutely. I love meeting and connecting with people, especially business people, um, entrepreneurs and stuff like that. So you can find my, my book is on Amazon. It's called The Million Dollar Bakery. Um, you could send me an email. My email is Rebecca at chickbosscake.com. Um, but I like to hang out on Instagram is my favorite. So you can find me on there. It's just Rebecca at chickbosscake on Instagram. Just look for the lady with blue hair and you'll find me. <laughs> well, Rebecca, uh, thanks again for joining us. This has been a real treat. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so great connecting with you and talking. And I really appreciate you uh, having me on your show to share my story. Okay. Well, thanks for stopping by and great to have you on the show. And if you enjoyed this podcast, which I'm sure you did, because she's awesome, please tell a friend or colleague to subscribe and please leave us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. Until next time, make it a great week.